The Lifestylist, episode 61, featuring Wendy Michelle. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. You are listening to part two of two with our guest, Wendy Michelle. If you missed part one on Tuesday, I recommend that you subscribe to this show so it's automatically downloaded to your device or computer. This is part two with Wendy Michelle. If you're hearing my voice right now, you are part of the resistance. Resistance to what? Resistance to having a boring, unhappy, unhealthy life. This is the Lifestylist Podcast. I'm Luke Story, and our guest today is my friend Wendy Michelle from a place called Next Health that I spend a lot of time in here in Hollywood. And today's show is really about becoming your own doctor, how to take charge of your own biology, your own life, body, mind, and spirit, and really perform at the highest level possible. So in this episode, we travel back in time with Wendy to her beginnings in the fitness industry and how her health eventually fell apart and she contracted Lyme disease. Then we talk about how she actually cured herself of that disease and many other ailments using totally natural and experimental and alternative therapies. It's a fascinating and really inspiring story. So here's what's covered in this two-part epic interview with Wendy Michelle. We talk about, of course, how she recovered from Lyme disease and where does Lyme disease come from? Are deer to blame? And how does the Lyme bacteria have the ability to shapeshift into a fungus when attacked by antibiotics? It's a really weird disease and it's actually a miracle that she got rid of it because it's really difficult to do that. She used things like intravenous ozone, high dose vitamin C, hydrogen peroxide and colloidal silver. So she had a lot of really weird stuff injected into her body and that was just part of her healing protocol, which actually took about three years. So you're going to learn all about that. Some of the costly treatments she is thankful to avoid in her journey, how to boost your immune system by taking care of your gut biome, taking care of the old gut bacteria, the magic of neuropeptide shots for pain relief, giving your body just what it needs to heal itself, getting to know your body's own innate wisdom and creating a diet that works for you personally, why you should avoid cheese. I know, bad news. I really was bummed to hear that. I mean, I already knew it, but it just sucks to have it reinforced. How eating fat actually makes you skinny. How to eat a healthy diet without becoming a control freak. Something I really needed to hear. The importance of avoiding corn and soy. Ew, gross. And let's just throw weed in there while we're at it. The dangers of vegetable oils. And we explore my favorite biohacking hub spa, Next Health, that Wendy runs. And Next Health, something that you probably heard me talk about on the show. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm there almost every day, so I'm always posting from there. We talk about a variety of different um, protocol that they use there to help people with their health. It's a fantastic clinic. It's totally amazing. Uh, and then what is cryotherapy, which is one of the things I do there. And why is cryotherapy so effective? What are the benefits? Then we talk about what's different about the next health cryo versus the other types that people use, which are typically done with liquid nitrogen. So there's a few different types of cryotherapy, and it's important to know the right ones. And are there different benefits to cryotherapy versus ice baths? I personally do both because I get benefits from both. We're going to find out which is better. And then what can you learn from neurotransmitter testing? 
How does that relate to leaky gut and leaky brain issues? What is genetic testing and how can it help us? How about food sensitivity testing? Why are telomeres so important to anti-aging? Hormone testing and optimization? And why we should consider injecting vitamins instead of eating them, which is something I do all the time. So as you can see, we cover a lot of ground in this episode. I'm really pleased to put this out. Wendy and I had a great time sitting down together. She's a really cool girl. She's like my biohacking twin. Like, honestly, we just have had, I never had Lyme disease, but I've recovered from some pretty gnarly stuff. And uh, so we have a lot in common and we're both just really obsessed with health and happiness. So I look so forward to sharing this episode with you. As a token of appreciation for being a guest on the show and also a fan of the show, Wendy has been kind enough to offer us a discount over at Next Health. So if you're in the Hollywood area and you want to do some cryotherapy, they're offering for a limited time to you as the listener, $79 for a week of cryotherapy and then the genetic fit test program for $375. And you can do that whether you live in LA or not. It's pretty cool stuff. So get over to next-health.com. And if you're in Hollywood, just roll in there and talk to Wendy, tell her you heard the show and you're going to get hooked up. Let's take a moment for a little creative visualization, shall we? Now, unless you're driving a car, in which case do not do this exercise, let's close our eyes for just a moment. Ready? Now imagine that I, your host and friend Luke Story, am passing a small hat around the room and it arrives in your hands. And when that hat hits your hands, you're going to remove from your pocket two, three, four, five, ten dollars and put it in the hat and pass the hat along. Eventually that hat's going to reach your old pal Luke again and a few people will have contributed into the kitty and I will then have some funds to not only continue this show but to grow and improve it. Now, there's no hat in real life, so I'd like you to snap back out of that lovely trance that you've been in and go to lukestory.com forward slash support, where you'll find three easy ways to help contribute a small pledge, a monetary pledge, that is, to support the Lifestylist podcast. So go to lukestory.com forward slash support and help to fund the show. If you're a first-time listener or you just got here and you're not sure you're ready to commit on such a level, no prob. Just keep listening to the show. I'm so happy to bring this content, and I'm going to keep bringing it no matter what. But if you feel so inclined, a little help would be greatly appreciated. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my all-time favorite companies known as Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic make these amazing medicinal mushroom and herbal elixirs. So there's these little packets really easy to transport, very portable, very potent, and very delicious. So they make a reishi, a chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, etc. If you don't know what those are, you definitely need to look into your medicinal mushrooms. These are great drinks on their own, or even to add to an existing concoction. Like I love to upgrade my bulletproof coffee with Four Sigmatic products. And you may have seen this in my supercharged bulletproof coffee video. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. It's also in the episode upgrade from episode one. But foursigmatic.com is the place to go to get these highly convenient, very powerful, really high-end herbal elixir powders. So go to foursigmatic.com, and the bonus here is that I got you a little hookup of 15% off. How do you get it? You enter this code, the lifestylist. So at foursigmatic.com, enter the code, the lifestylist, to save a cool 15% off. Wendy's passion for health started in high school, and before her 20s, she already had years of strength and nutrition coaching under her belt. 
After several fitness competitions and many successful client transformations, her health journey took an unexpected turn and her own health began deteriorating. Wendy was faced with devastating paralysis, seizures, organ failure, depression, and anxiety. Over several years of study with countless specialists and medical textbooks, she relentlessly pursued a diagnosis and settled for nothing less than complete healing. She applied naturopathic medicine, herbs, traditional Chinese medicine, essential oils, homeopathy, and food to heal herself from late-stage Lyme disease and autoimmune conditions. With an incredible amount of new health information to share, she left her corporate job as an executive and gave away all she owned to be completely free, to go and do whatever was necessary to help others being misguided by our medical system. Wendy then partnered as one of the founding members of Next Health, a progressive wellness center in Hollywood. She currently serves as the executive director of wellness programs and utilizes 15 plus years of business, biohacking, and health expertise to create unique strategies for people to reach their full potential and optimal health. Wendy currently resides in Santa Monica, California, and is writing her second book. She has a line of nutrition bars available online and in stores, along with several other food products gearing to launch nationwide in the spring of 2017. So, okay, so that's it for food. Now let's move into, you know, obviously we're delving into the, a double episode here. We're at an hour 31. So Ooh. anyone listening to this right now, you are listening to part two. <laughs> it goes without saying, but there's so much stuff on my list. We haven't even like cracked any of my real questions, but great background and some good fundamental things. What I really wanted to talk to you about was some of the things that you guys are offering at Next Health, which yeah. is a, which is a clinic, you guys, that I've been, or I don't even call it a clinic, it's just a rad place where there, it's like a biohacking center is the way mm -hmm. I think about mm -hmm. it. What is Next Health? Tell us about that business and what you guys do. So Next Health is the future of wellness as we see it. It's a collection of what is new and up and coming in medical science paired with and run alongside traditional holistic type approach. So, you know, one really doesn't need to stand on its own. In fact, it shouldn't. They really work very beautifully together. When you start incorporating them all, they work um, synergistically. So where one has an incredible benefit when added to another, the, the benefit just explodes. So we have all of the up-and-coming latest technologies as far as medicine is concerned, so stem cells, and we're talking about teaching about telomeres, we're doing genetic testing. So the stuff that people are like, what even is that? Alongside of we'll talk to you about herbs, and we've got our own custom essential oil blend that people can purchase, and we custom blended a tea because that's also very healing. And so when you put them all together in one space, you create an environment where people don't, nothing really seems out of reach. And it also feels a little bit more like they have permission to explore safely both areas under the supervision of a medical director and a medical staff. Awesome. Yeah. Do you call it a clinic? That's the word that keeps coming to mind. It's not really a clinic. It's like a Call it like a wellness center. A we, center. Okay, a wellness yeah. center. Okay, I'll go with that. So when I visit a wellness center such as, as yours, I think about it like a place that you can hang out and spend time and spend some money and invest in yourself to avoid having to be in a hospital later. Oh, yeah. It's like a pre-hospital. Yeah. You know, it's like learning how to be your own doctor, working with someone like yourself, doing consultations, getting labs done, getting all these tests done, not wasting money, just shooting in the dark, thinking like, oh, I need to take every herb on the planet mm -hmm. and spend $800 at the health food store. It's like actually finding out what's really going on in your body 
fixing it so you don't have to end up going to the doctor yeah. and going to the hospital. That you is know? the system. That's when people say, well, because I'll say, well, it's disruptive in a way. And they'll say, well, how is it disruptive? And I said, well, the current system is we all wait till something's wrong and then we hang out in a sterile white room and wait for bad news. Why wouldn't you want to disrupt that? That sounds like the worst idea ever. And what's great is people that come in have already seen their mom or their grandparents go through some kind of serious illness or serious condition. And they're like, do I have another option? Is there another way to do this whole health thing besides just waiting till something goes wrong? And that's exactly what Next Health is, is why would you wait when you have the opportunity to invest now in honestly a much cheaper way than what it costs in the long run to treat a condition, not just in money, but in emotional and mental and what your family goes through. It's such an expensive experience. You might as well, when you can, and now we can, go at it from a proactive standpoint and go, actually, I think I'd rather avoid that if possible. I'd, I'd like to avoid cancer. If I don't have to grow a tumor, that would be that would be ideal. And in the process, the side effect is you feel awesome. So it's win-win. Yeah, I can contest to that based on my last couple IV formulations mm-hmm. you did, which we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh my God, I, I was in such a good mood. It wasn't just like energy, but I was like, God, I'm so happy. The last one or both of both them? Both of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so one of the things I really want to cover though, because I get a lot of questions about this because it's something I'm always posting. Like when I go in Next Health and I do a cryotherapy, I always get all these comments like on Instagram. Well, what is that? What does it do? What are the benefits? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't I don't care. Like, I don't need to know the science. I'm just like, my body goes, yes, go. Like just today, I was mm-hmm. kind of in the neighborhood and I'm driving around. I'm like, I need a cryo. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, I need to be cold right now. And I don't know why, it just does it. So one of the things that you guys are known for, and the first thing that you guys had there as a service was cryotherapy. So what is that for people listening that don't know what that is? So cryotherapy in the simplest terms is cold therapy, which has been around forever. It's delivered in a very new, cool, futuristic way. But cold therapy, I mean, you used to treat schizophrenia, you just push your crazy friend in the water you know, and then out they come right, like a normal person right. again. Right, or someone, so, in my world, when someone ODs on heroin, you throw them in a cold shower. <laughs> I'm, hey, you know, it's been around forever and it's a very effective. So the way you do it though now is you can either, cold therapy is done either in an ice bath or it's done in a cryo chamber. And there's a couple different methods, but the one that's been tested the most and found to be most effective is whole body cryotherapy. And that's why I think people get a little bit off track as far as what that means because um, you'll see uh, pictures of people kind of standing in a canister with their head sticking out the top and there's all this cool looking smoke coming out which is the liquid nitrogen and they will call that whole body therapy but last time I checked your head is actually part of your body and so if it's not in the therapy or you're experiencing a dose of the temperature that the rest of your body is experiencing it's not true whole body cryotherapy. So you want to actually be all the way in where your head is also in and experiencing the same temperature drop that the rest of your body is. And that's very important because all of your thermal receptors, your heat receptors are on your upper chest and your head. So you want to make sure that that area specifically is getting the dose of of cold air. So we have a chamber you step into. It's very similar to maybe stepping like a walk-in shower or something like that. You can totally see everything. It's not like people get claustrophobic in there, you can not only see 
out of the chamber, but you can see out into the plaza. So it feels a lot more comfortable and less claustrophobic than other experiences. So that's, I guess, the easiest way to explain what cryotherapy is. What it's doing is it's causing your body to go into what's called vasoconstriction. So when you're exposed to that type of temperature, all the blood just knows naturally to move away from your limbs and circulate around your vital organs to make sure you stay alive. And in the process, you enhance circulation, you release norepinephrine, so that's why you feel so good. Um, It helps to improve your mood, it helps to improve your sleep, it helps to reduce inflammatory markers, it boosts testosterone levels, and I could go on and on with the different benefits for it, but um, ideally, you want to make sure that you're all the way in whole body cryotherapy is best. And those benefits that you're describing, that's not like woo-woo, like, oh, mm-hmm. we think this. I mean, that's based on clinical studies, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yep, clinical studies and even drawing you know, blood serum samples prior to going in and then upon exiting and inflammatory markers. It was originally developed for people who have rheumatoid arthritis. So it was a doctor in Japan who was treating rheumatoid arthritis. And when you put a cold compress on you know, any kind of joint pain, obviously the pain goes away until you remove the compress then there it is. It's right back again. And there's only it's only so cold. You can only make that area so cold with ice on it because eventually you're burning the skin. So he had this idea, this thought that what if I expose the entire body to the cold air to extremely low temperatures and create a systemic response versus a localized response? What would happen then to inflammatory markers? And over time with consistent use, the inflammatory markers were not only decreasing upon exiting the cryotherapy chamber, but over time they were actually lasting longer. So they were able to maintain the benefits for hours. And for a lot of people then, and even we experience this constantly at Next Health, we have people come in and say, I have tried everything for this pain to go away. And the only time I feel good is an hour to two hours after I leave here. And that's, that seems like nothing, but to them, it's everything. That's two hours of normal life that they haven't had in years. When you say cold, how cold are you talking? So our chamber gets to about negative 155 to 165. It's right around that area, which is where most of the studies have been done to at least be that cold in order to to cause the vasoconstriction. It's really about skin temperature drop. You want the skin temperature to drop between 30 to 40 degrees. That's an indication that your body's going into that vasoconstriction because vasoconstriction is really what's prompting the therapy. Not so, I mean, the cold is facilitating, but it's because of the vasoconstriction, because your body's in hormesis, it's in that good, quick stress that causes it to reduce the inflammatory markers and, and reduce some of the pain and, and then give you the other benefits as well. So it's, it's not about like colder is better. It's about how much did your skin temperature drop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because my, I think every time I go in to your spot that I've been measured, I drop about fifty degrees in yeah. skin temperature, which is pretty cool. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, you guys, are, are, if you haven't experienced this, if you're in Hollywood, you just, you know, I'm not like a shill for Next Health or anything. I just find dope shit and dope people, and I have to tell everyone about it. But if you're mm-hmm. in LA, like you owe it to yourself to try this one in particular. Because if you've done other cryo, like you're saying, and you know, God bless the other people that are entrepreneurs, and you know, that's wonderful that they're helping people. But I really like to find the best stuff, Mm -hmm. at least in my opinion, and the research that I do. And um, when I've gone in those ones that are like a tube that you stand up in that are cooled with liquid nitrogen, 
they'll say like 240 below on the little digital thing, but I can't get cold. Like I'm in there like boring. Can you guys turn this shit down or can I stand for 20 minutes? Like I'm not feeling anything. Mm -hmm. So the difference in how you're chilled is massive because in the one that you guys have, which, you know, is like you guys, she said, it's like a little glass shower. It's a good way to describe it, right? Kind of the shape of a shower. It's a little corner. You step in there and it's like fucking, it's like you just stepped onto the tundra in mm -hmm. Antarctica or something. I mean, it's like, it's, it's windy. It's like uh -huh. this, it's almost snowing. Like today when I went in, the mm -hmm. um, homegirl uh, turned it up like halfway through. She's like, you know, kind of messing with me. She's like, she hit some button. It was like, <laughs> and it starts like blowing snow on me. I feel like I'm like stranded out on, you know, like in the, yeah, in the middle of nowhere. So I mean, just like this snowstorm, there's ice on the ceiling and it's so, so cold. And mm -hmm. I have like a really high cold tolerance mm -hmm. and three and a half minutes in there, like at about two and a half minutes, I'm like, okay, is time up? Like I'm kind of ready to get out. And normally yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to sound tough or something, but nothing's ever hardcore enough for me. I'm always like, why do you guys have to follow the laws? I'm sure there's some safety bullshit. Can we just <laughs> bypass that? I'm an experienced biohacker. I can do the unsafe version. But I'm like good at three and a half minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like I'm freezing at that point, yeah. you know? Um, so whatever you guys, so if you don't do the liquid nitrogen, oh, mm. and the other thing is in those stand-up ones too, I always hold my breath and duck down. Oh, no. Well, I hold my breath. I don't breathe when I duck down. <laughs> but the point is, I can tell that not heating my neck and my head is lame. Mm -hmm. Like, I can just feel, this sucks. I'm getting gypped out of, like, the true cold experience. For sure. Because, you know, I'm always trying to simulate nature. If you go out in nature and 10 below and mm -hmm. the mountains in Colorado or something... Like you, your whole body's out there. It's not like you're in a situation ever where just your head is like warm and your body's cold. Never. So it just makes sense. You want to get the whole experience. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in those ones, I hold my breath and then I duck down oh in there God. to try to like get my head cold. Because one of the benefits that I really notice is, I guess it's the Nora, what's it called? Noradrenaline, norepinephrine. Norepinephrine. Nora mm -hmm. God, these words. Why don't they just call it like, a feel-good molecule or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to pronounce. Um, that thing, I guess, maybe is what it is. But when I go in there, it's not immediately after, but like all day since I've been in there, like I'm in the best mood. I'm yeah. super, super high and happy. And just like I, I had kind of a rough morning. I stayed up really late and I was pretty irritable for the first couple hours of the day. And I meditated and did all my normal stuff, mm -hmm. but I was still like, meh. I was just off. I was stressed out and overwhelmed, just had too much going on. I go in there, I literally chill out. I walked yeah. out of there and I was like, problems? I don't have any problems. This is the best life ever. Yeah. You know, there definitely is some sort of neurotransmitter chemical reaction to freezing your ass off for three and a half minutes. Well, a few things. Anxiety and depression are two of the main reasons we see people come into Next Health. They, they've heard that it helps with that. And there's, I'm so thankful there's a lot more studies coming out that support that as well to so really help people kind of manage some of those things, which I think is most exciting because there's a lot of things we can do for pain. And I love that people really need it for like chronic, serious pain. But I love it when people just come out and remember what it feels like to be them. Even if you have pain, if you just feel like you, that to me is is priceless. But the other thing is, is our bodies, we don't really know what stress is. 
because we're not really ever experiencing it from the environment. We're experiencing it psychologically. We experience it mentally and emotionally. But when you go into a chamber that's negative 166 degrees Fahrenheit and your body has to suddenly like click on and remember how to stay alive, it's like, oh yeah, this, this is actually stress. Like I, I think I forgot that this is actually, this is what's hard in life and everything else I was dealing with before that is is really not quite so bad. So it gives you... Um, a better perspective, a natural perspective on this is, that's hormesis, that's stress. Like that's the stuff that we were designed to encounter once every once in a while and that we do it really well and we rise to the occasion and our bodies actually love that. But that chronic stuff, that everyday like monotonous, like this is the same shit I'm dealing with every day, day in and out. It feels so heavy and stressful. It's just kind of a reminder that it's really not. That yeah. whole like you're about to die, that's pretty stressful. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. So it sort of creates a, a perspective or contrast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it feels so damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I like about it too is it's much faster than doing an ice bath. Because I've been doing, I mean, cold showers for a long, long time and then mm-hmm. ice baths for quite a while now. And I'll still do them. But I mean, it's a commitment to get like super, I go in one, usually it's 35 degrees, mm-hmm. and uh, which is very cold if you haven't touched water that cold that's freaking cold but still to get the full effect that i'm looking for i got to spend about 10 minutes in there and then Mm -hmm. i get out and i'm like okay like (laughs) something just happened you Mm -hmm. know five minutes like and there's a little shock when you get in then i get used to it i'm like yeah five minutes not long enough 10 minutes good 15 minutes good 20 minutes in a 35 degree ice bath and i'm like on fire i feel really good yeah but that's 20 minutes you know and then i gotta dry off and all this cryo like you roll in throw your clothes up put in your little weird robe and skirt and whatever, go in there three and a half minutes, peace. Like you can get in and out of next house in, I don't know, like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and you get the effects, at least a lot of the effects of like a whole, you know, the project of doing an ice bath Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I don't know. I think it's the best thing ever. I'm super into it. Yeah, I like it too. I think it's the best experience. I just love the, you don't use the music, but to me that's the best part of the experience because I love music and nice loud music, like a song you haven't listened to in forever while you're, experiencing temperatures like you're in antarctica or the at the top of the alps it's just like the whole experience Maybe is I just really fun try that it changes i mean if you feel good just like being in there without music like music is so therapeutic all on its own and it evokes so many other cool chemicals in your body when you add that to the cryo so why not maximize man. all right you just sold me because i'm i think like the ones i've been in they're like do you want music bro i'm like yeah sure whatever and they put on hip-hop or some shit that i can't stand no, you pick your own song yeah but i would go in i would do um pacabell's canon oh yeah, yeah like <laughs> yeah like that some, would be a beautiful so awesome. piece of classical music or some stones or something. Now I'm getting ideas. That that's so true. Mm-hmm. Or Kundalini mantras. That would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny because I'm. I think I want to be tougher. It's like I feel like putting music on in there is a cop out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like trying to distract myself instead of just really owning that space and being totally present for the cold and learning mm-hmm. how to adapt. But you know what else you could do is you could do like color light therapy like red lasers from the outside (laughs) i always think about like how many biohacking technologies which (laughs) music the frequency of music is a biohacking technology but i'm like how many can you cram into one thing like my sauna sitting right there i Uh do like essential oils in there there's a little cd player so i'll chant mantras like i try to crank as many things out Mm, in half an hour as possible well i think that's smart do you know about the 
difference in terms of benefits of um, being in ice water, like an ice bath versus cryo? Is there any news or buzz about the differences or anything out there? Uh, it's arguable. And oh, honestly, okay. I think that there's benefits to both. And I like to right. focus on that. Just it's kind of like whatever is working for you at that time. You know, being in cold thermogenesis is is good if you want to do it in an ice bath. There's a lot of mental benefits. It takes it takes a lot to do that and especially to sit there that long. So you're actually training up other things besides, you know, feeling the cold therapy. So I, I'm definitely not opposed and I think it's great to mix it up. I always think our bodies love it. It, they, it loves to be, it's designed to be challenged. And, uh, and then if you don't, don't have 30 minutes or you don't have the time to do it, then hop in a chamber, you know, do them both. Yeah, that's my theory too. And also heat exposure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. It's like we're <laughs> living in this incubator our entire adult life mm -hmm. and our current level of de-evolution. Right. <laughs> what do they call it? Devolution? What's that called? <laughs> when you de-evolve? We're going backwards. But like we live at 68 degrees our entire life if right. we can help it. You know, if we're so fortunate to have, you know, heat in our homes and air conditioning in our homes and stuff like that. So... To me, it makes total sense just to stress your body also with the heat. So that's why I love an infrared yeah. sauna or even, I mean, I think they have different benefits, but even like a barrel sauna, which I call a box of rock sauna, the different type of heat um, than an infrared sauna. But I like those extremes and there's nothing that gets you like higher. And I think how I figured this out was going to hot springs. We go into hot springs, like a hot ass, like 109, 111, like hot ass hot spring and then a cold river. And then alternating back and forth, doing that hydrotherapy thing. That was my first sort of indication that that really does something for you, of putting your mm -hmm. body through those extreme changes like that. Well, if that's biohacking, then I was biohacking when I was seven. because <laughs> Did I used you to, live by a hot spring or I, something? No, I lived in Bozeman, Montana, and I would go in a hot tub and jump out and roll in the snow. Right, And then right. get back in the hot tub and then right. roll in the snow and thought it was like the best feeling ever. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Colorado when I was a kid and uh, I lived uh, outside of Aspen. And so there's a huge hot springs in um, Glenwood Springs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could you'd go in the winter and it's like snowing out and then you go roll in the snow. Exactly, mm -hmm. same thing. Or we go skiing and then afterward you go to the hot springs, you know. So I, I just am tuned into those extreme temperatures on both sides. And I don't think you can fully like have a nervous system that's alive unless mm -hmm. you're experiencing that. It's like your whole nervous system goes to sleep because you make everything soft and cushy. Mm -hmm. It's like super whack to live like that because you're not designed that way people don't even know what it feels like to feel so i usually will introduce them to just contrast showers as part of the weight loss program just right. as a side note hey here's a couple extra things to do right i like that sounds terrible and i said or it will be wonderful but how will you know what terrible or wonderful feels like if you never put yourself in the position and then suddenly they're all ready to try a bunch of new things because they they actually feel alive for the first time. They don't even know what feels like what because they're just constantly in a state of comfort. You have to put yourself in a position of discomfort to know what it feels like to be alive. It's just necessary. That's funny I, you know, that you say that in, the, in terms of the physical because I also believe that's true on an emotional mm -hmm. and metaphysical. Absolutely. I mean, there's, I'm always doing things <laughs> that are just scary as shit mm -hmm. just to put myself through it so that I can adapt and I can grow, whether that's public speaking or asking someone on a date or just 
resolving a conflict with mm-hmm. someone by having a really uncomfortable conversation and just applying brutal honesty, you know, where you're just like, oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but blah, and you, yeah. you blurt it out. And, and it's always uh, great. Yeah, I think uh, you have to be stressed in order to grow. Yep. Yeah, and the cold shower thing, that's funny too, I forget, because I've just been doing it for so long, but I'll tell people about it, and they're like, yeah, I've been doing cold showers. I'm like, right, and they're like, yeah, I'm up to two minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, you're like a grown-ass man. Like, you can only be in cold water for two minutes? That sucks. That is so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You should be able to sit in there as long as you want. You're a human, man. You can do anything you want to. Yep. You're the master ape, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. Wake up, people. Yep. I go and now like it we're you know we're recording in LA and it what is it February so the water's mm-hmm. really cold here mm-hmm. a lot of the year the tap water here is warm and then people are still like it's too cold I'm like dude that water's like 70 degrees what mm-hmm. are you talking about but the tap water right now is cold it is and when I do my cold showers I actually don't even turn on the hot water anymore in fact I was recently um I rented I accidentally rented out my place on an Airbnb and then I canceled a trip, so I was homeless. So I went and stay, stayed in our offices, which is in an apartment building. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that the hot water wasn't turned on there because I don't use it. Yeah. So I was there for like a week. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a hot shower. And it didn't even work. And I was like, I didn't even know. I spent the whole time there. I don't even need hot water. It's awesome. Okay, so a couple other things I want to cover because we're, we're doing the long hauls here. So I'm like, I'm just going to roll. I'm not okay. going to stop. You stop me. You mm-hmm. unplug the mic if you've had too much. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about a couple of the different elements of testing because yeah. I think, you know, the quantified self movement and biohacking, like I think even just kind of lay people are mm-hmm. starting to become aware that there are some really advanced, accurate tests you can do on yourself or have sure. done so that you can then really pinpoint your supplementation and lifestyle practices to fix what's wrong or to um, protect yourself from having something go wrong later. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know that I've spent, you talked about spending upwards of 50 grand healing yourself. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to have a pissing contest with you, but (laughs) if I added up all the money I've spent on supplements and stuff like that, I mean, it's probably upwards of a few hundred grand in 20 years, which sounds like a lot, but in 20 years, it's not that much. But I mean, there were many years where I was spending two, three thousand dollars a month on supplements. Wow. When, when my rent was a thousand dollars. Yeah, they do that in Japan. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. They're smart like that. So, you know, I I think I was an idiot. I'm not like bragging. I'm not proud of that. Mm-hmm. It's like I wasn't testing anything though. So do I really need like five kinds of spirulina and reishi mushrooms? And I don't know. Maybe my immune system's fine. Maybe my thyroid's fine. Like maybe I don't need all that crap. Right. So when it comes down to testing now though, it's I mean, even though I'm into this stuff, I'm still overwhelmed at all of the different tests you can do. And I know you're an expert expert at a lot of these because we've already done some together. Um, first one being getting your neurotransmitters tested. Yeah. The neurotransmitter test I did with you mm-hmm. was a written one that to me seemed sort of like a personality test, multiple choice, kind of what your predominant personality style is. And you ascertained that I was, I think, serotonin dom- dominant and GABA deficient. But then there's also like medical neurotransmitter right. tests that one can take if you want a more accurate approach. So what are neurotransmitters and what does knowing where ours are, how does that help us? So neurotransmitters drive a lot of what it is that we do. So it's kind of like part of the underlying program. Um, everybody has all the neurotransmitters. Primarily, we look at four of them, dopamine, acetylcholine, serotonin and GABA. 
and we figure out, and this is based on Dr. Braverman, uh, his book, Edge Effect, uh, talks all about it. So if somebody wanted to really dive into that, it's cool. very fascinating. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's super, super cool. And um, it's really easy to utilize. I've used it f- as a personal trainer for a long time because how somebody will train and if they will show up depends a lot on their neurotransmitters. So um, they're basically messengers. And if somebody's serotonin dominant or driven primarily by a serotonin, they're going to work out differently than somebody who's driven by dopamine. So to know that helps to achieve a different level of success for them in the gym. So I've used that for years and um, just started incorporating it at Next Health with our genetic testing program because it, it's a quick and easy way to start with something while we're waiting for the genetic tests to come back. It's like people are ready when they come in. They're like, I'm ready today. What can we do today to so that I can feel healthier? And obviously cryo is great and IV therapy is great, but let's start digging today. And that's one of the ways that we do it. So looking at the neurotransmitters will help us determine where somebody might be deficient and supplementing for them is very easy. It, it's usually just like some amino acids, maybe some, some herbal stuff, but people find that they start to feel better or different pretty quickly. So that's a, a kind of a first route for us. And then if you wanted to measure that with with labs, we can do that as well. So somebody who's really struggling with anxiety or depression uh, even weight loss and stuff, we go back to the neurotransmitters for that. That's very helpful information in addition to hormones. But, you know, everything works together. So to eliminate one area of the body over another is is not always the best choice. That's not to say that you should do everything and spend all of your life savings. That's what is great about a place like Next Health is that we have a staff of experts to help you kind of walk through it and go, okay, Maybe down the road, if we're not achieving what it is you're looking for, we'll throw those in. But for now, primarily, here's your complaints. And we know that those are primarily driven by these things. So let's invest in that part first and then see how far we can get. So with the neurotransmitters, is there always like um, a con to the pro? So if like in my case, we determined from the written test that I'm serotonin dominant and they're like, yeah, so that means you're GABA deficient. So if you're like GABA dominant, does that mean you would inherently be deficient in something Mm-mm. else? Is there always like a flip side to that or not necessarily? So the flip side really comes from if you're primarily driven by serotonin, if you get too much serotonin, then that's when we start to see some negative effects. But everybody kind of has, for the most part, a nice balance of all the neurotransmitters. It's just that one tends to kind of be the leader of them all. So it's not so much that you're primarily driven by serotonin that contributed to a deficiency in GABA or contributed to a slight deficiency in dopamine. That's more lifestyle stuff and maybe and even just recalibrating and rebalancing. A lack of micronutrients, a lack of macronutrients can contribute to that as well. I see. Okay. Because yeah, that's, that's interesting because when you read the results of my written test, mm-hmm. I mean, when I did it, I'm pretty good at taking tests because I love personality tests and things like that mm-hmm. and assessment tests and all that. But I did it and I was like, yep, yeah, I'm nailing these answers. It was very accurate and just intuitive. You know, I didn't overthink it because I want like a real non-placebo right. kind of result. And when you read me the characteristics of that type, I was like, oh, my God, it was so accurate. Mm-hmm. I think there was only one or two things. I was like, eh, not so much. But I mean, it was pretty right on. Yeah, because you probably you have, if I remember correctly, your primary neurotransmitter wasn't too much more so than the secondary, which was acetylcholine. And so you're going to always tap into different characteristics of, of those two drivers. So 
your primary driver though was serotonin, but only maybe by like two points. So uh, you recommended some supplements, and uh, I'm you know I'm I'm like a naturopath or like a health coach's wet dream because you tell me what to do, and I'm like <laughs> I order that shit right when I get home. Like within you an did. hour, I was on Amazon. Like okay, got everything, all twenty things done. It's Amazon Prime. Next day, I'm taking like double doses of every single thing at once <laughs> to see how I feel. But I got to say, like I'm I'm feeling really good. The some of the symptoms of the GABA deficiency really rang true. I don't remember what they were at the moment, mm-hmm. but I got all of the things that helped to kind of boost yeah. the GABA. And that's been, I don't know, maybe three or four days or something like that that i um been on that. Because I kind of laid off of supplements for a long time because, mm-hmm. A, I didn't want to waste money. And I just wanted kind of a clean slate until I had my, which I'm about to do, like my next round, full-on round of all my labs and stuff like that. And then I'll address any issues. But I was just sick of like shooting in the dark and hoping I hit something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever we did seems to be like working. I'm feeling good. Did um did you ever have like a sleep stack or anything you were doing for sleeping? Because GABA is really it's it's kind of about that nighttime sleeping thing, and especially if your chronotype is where you're more of a wake and creative during the nighttime, and that's when you do most of your work and your best work, and you're sleeping or at least not fully awake until midday. Um, that's probably more of what's causing some of the GABA deficiency is just that your sleep is somewhat disrupted because the sun is still happening at the same times, but your your day is a little bit off center from like the Earth's day. It's the worst. It sucks, I tell you, man, because I do. My peak time is probably like 10 or 11 at night. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I'm in the best mood, most productive, most awesome me. So if I go to bed at 12 or 1, but the thing is I still wake up seven between 7 and 8. Naturally, I can't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So even if I stay up till 2, I can't be like, oh, I need 8 hours. I'm going to fall back asleep till 10. It's just not going to happen. I don't know. I get a cortisol rush in the morning. It's great. My body's like, dude, it's daytime. What are you doing? Get up. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. But it sucks because the rest of the world is and the planet and everything on it seems to be in a <laughs> totally different time zone. Mm-hmm. But with the sleep, I was doing a sleep stack, um, which included some but not all of the things that you recommended in terms of um, of upping my GABA, which I think was like the passion flower and mm-hmm. valerian root. Valerian root. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that people typically, kava kava, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, all those herbs that are sort of sedative. Uh, I was doing a lot of those for sleep, but you know what really killed my sleep in a positive sense, just crushed the, my ability to sleep well, was what we've both been doing at Peak Brain Institute is the mm-hmm. neurofeedback. For sure. Dude, from the first day I got that neurofeedback, I got, I think I got like a 93% on my sleep app. <laughs> if, if you guys are listening, it'll be in the show notes, but check out Peak Brain LA Neurofeedback. Yeah. I mean, there's a host of other benefits. We could have a whole show about it, which I did, in fact. I forget the episode, but Dr. Andrew Hill, oh, cool. the guy that we go to. Yeah, I did a whole episode wow. with him. It was fantastic. Um, back in the between 10 and 20 episodes, somewhere in there. But that like just made my sleep amazing where I'm like, I don't even need a sleep stack anymore. But of course, I still do on top of that. you know. Mm-hmm. And then I have like a pulse electromagnetic thing and all kinds of other sleep shit just to maximize it. But anyway, so neurotransmitters, something good to know about, right? For sure. Yeah, very helpful across the board. I for- mean, I'm thinking like how many people are on, and this is not to say that if you're taking medication, you should stop, listener, mm-hmm. by any means. But I was on antidepressants for a period. And I mean, who knows? Maybe I would have killed myself if I wasn't on yeah, them. I don't know. Important. I, I just gotten sober and maybe I needed it. But honestly, they made me more psychotic. Mm-hmm. Like I was a disaster when I was on meds. I was on something called Effexor. It was a scary time. 
it was it was like being on crystal meth or something like wow. all i did was like i drove around the alleys of la and collected like furniture that i found and then took it home and refinished it for hours i mean wow, i was like no a straight kidding. up like tweaker that's what antidepressants did for me like they made me super obsessive like crazy crazy i'm already obsessive but it made me like that's fascinating to me i was on antidepressants at one time and it was a lifesaver for sure and i always tell people because they come to me and think I'm going to tell them the healthiest, most natural way to do things. And I tell them sometimes if you're suffering and there's a quick fix and you've got a team and somebody to walk alongside you to help you kind of titrate off of the quick fix in order to meet up with your body as it starts to naturally heal itself. Man, don't feel bad about that. You know, sometimes sure, it's sure. necessary and then, and sometimes it's, you know, a crutch, but well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I can't, I, there's no way to know if I would have lived through mm-hmm. that tough time. Right. Maybe I really did need it, but it also had some pretty crazy side <laughs> it effects. It did have some crazy side effects. One of which being just as a shout out to Effexor and whatever company makes that, it was like, it was like Viagra. You know, <laughs> it was like, not necessarily like with the, you know, not that it like helped you get there, but it helped you stay there. And Because when I went to the doctor, they were like, oh, by the way, just get ready. It's going to kill your sex drive. And I was like, I don't know, my late 20s, I had a pretty high sex drive. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I was yeah. super bummed about that. Had the opposite effect. It increased my sex Dang. drive and it made me like porn star level. Like <laughs> on the antidepressants, I could have sex forever. It's like the exact opposite of what most side effects of almost every antidepressant I on the market know. is. I've, that's why I was like, maybe I'm supposed to be on these. I'm like Superman. This is amazing. <laughs> But eventually I weaned off them and it was scary. But um, anyway, the point I wanted to make was that the neurotransmitters Mm -hmm. is I wonder how many people are kind of misdiagnosed, Mm -hmm. you know, like you go through a divorce, like you survive cancer, whatever, you know, your mom dies, like some shit like that where something happened. But Mm -hmm. think of how many people just have imbalances in their brain, right, that could be totally fixed with freaking herbs and supplements and dietary and exercise Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff that actually are misdiagnosed with some serious drugs like that. When you get your neurotransmitters tested and find out that you're whatever deficient and start supplementing to that and bada bing, bada boom, you're good to go, you know? And I always tell people, when we're talking about it, that it's obviously not diagnostic. But if you're in a space where you're like, I don't really feel so bad that I feel like I need to see a doctor, but I'm definitely off. Like I'm not me. That's a great place to start neurotransmitters. Right. And I think most people are there and then on the edge of, if this keeps going in this direction, I'm going to need to see somebody. So Right. So it's not like, (laughs) yeah, if you're like, chronically suicidal mm-hmm. and you're just like cool i'll take some gaba it's probably you know yeah, it's probably I, not gonna I do it, but it yeah I, I think yeah when when i first went in and talked to you you're like yeah do you ever feel like like you know there's just been times where you have a lot of joy and you're super happy and then nothing changes but you're kind of like eh, not mm-hmm. yourself and i relate to that because i go through that sometimes mm-hmm. and right you know properly poignant like uh, supplementation does help with that for sure specific okay so neurotransmitter testing then the other thing that we did was genetic testing that's something i'm here this is something i haven't gotten into as a biohacker there was the whole 23 and me trend and Mm -hmm. everyone's into their genetics i'm like what What, what's the point so what's up with finding out your genetic type lots so from a biohacker standpoint it helps a lot to let you know if the supplements, all the money you are spending, if you're actually able to to methylate and make make those supplements or those vitamins bioavailable to where your cells can actually utilize them, take them up and and then do something with them where they become functional for your body. 
that'll save people a ton of money on supplementation, knowing things like that about their body, knowing what type of diet to eat based on your genetics. And this goes back to uh, how your body processes fats and utilizes them and and if it wants to store them. So a genetic test can tell you based on your genotype and the test that we utilize tests over 70 genetic markers. So it's pretty thorough. They're very much about studies and making sure that there's a lot of research to back it and still very much in its infancy. We're still learning a lot, but it'll teach you how to eat based on your, your genetic makeup as well as how to train. So are you going to be more effective at burning fat if you're doing endurance cardio style or if you're doing weight training? Because believe it or not, as simple as that sounds, and you could just pretty much guess, well, everybody should do that. It's not necessarily true. There are some people that they have found that will actually put on not just weight, muscle weight, but some fat weight from just strictly lifting. But then as soon as you start incorporating endurance because their genetics point in that direction, the fat just starts to come off. And they they didn't ever do that because they thought, oh, I have to, you know, I have to be lifting. That's what everybody else is doing. And and somehow they didn't feel the freedom to make that choice. And and by getting your genes tested, you're able to to just follow your body's lead and go after it that way. And and people have found some really great success just going with the way their body was designed. And some people have power genes. And I'm like, man, you were designed to be a beast. Like you are designed to be strong. So go tap into that and see what happens and see how your body responds. And so it gives a lot of great information as far as that's concerned. Also, what are what is the likelihood that you're going to develop some like high cholesterol or high triglycerides or insulin sensitivity diabetes, things like that. There's not labs. We can do labs alongside so that we can look at them in parallel. What what genes are part of your makeup and then which ones are you actually expressing? Two different things. But to have that blueprint is, I think, is priceless. And I think everybody can really benefit from it. And then as science progresses, we keep learning new things about all these genes. You will always have that data and then you'll just keep getting fed the new information. So you'll learn something new about yourself constantly so long as that's evolving. Right. So once you get your genetic testing done, that's not like where you get your, you know, your micronutrient testing or hormone levels or heavy metals or something like that, mm-hmm. where you have to do it a few times a year if yeah. you really want to stay on top of it. Your genetic testing, you do the test once. One time. That's cool. So then you can keep sort of plugging that data in mm-hmm. to new areas of research and sort of new um, uh, metrics, right? Exactly. Where like in 10 years from now, you can take the genetic test you have today and they can tell you things about yourself that they can't tell you today. Right, simply because science hasn't caught up to it yet. That's but once cool. it does, you've already got the blueprint. So you've it's an, an investment that continues to pay off over time. That's, it's never going to change. It's right. just, that's your nature. It's not your nurture. It's not what you're expressing necessarily, right. but it is your nature. And it does point to a lot of things that, you know, areas that you can improve upon. That's so dope. I never mm-hmm. even realized that. Because yeah. that's the thing with the rest of those tests. It's like, I've even heard, you know, you might say you get your vitamin D or your magnesium or some of those really crucial micronutrients tested one week and you make a couple little changes or whatever, just you go on a trip and you come back and the next week you get very different results. Like they're kind of too malleable in a way to get an accurate reading. That's why if you really want to be on top of it, you've got to test, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. three or four times a year 
to develop, you know, to see what the trends are, right? right. Oh my God, so I'm always vitamin D deficient or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. with this, it's like a one-time snapshot. Use the data forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like a plane really loud playing about it, since it was light when we came in i hate that you listeners you guys know i'm really good about the sound right i'm so sorry i i didn't put these weird things on my windows that keep the sound out because it was rainy today i was like la is very quiet when it's rainy and i'm like mm-hmm. bastard one plane went by okay so there's a couple things i'm going to cover here and then we're gonna we'll get to wrapping this up because this is officially just out of uh, i think i'm up to 50 something episodes now this is the longest episode i've ever recorded wow I'm very happy about it, though. There's so much. You're such a wealth of information, and it's just so fun. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it a three-parter. It's going to be two long ones, I guess. Okay, so next one. So genetic testing. Then what about food sensitivity testing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Because there's, there's food... Like, I've had food allergy testing, mm-hmm. I think, and they're like, no, you're good. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm not. I know when I eat certain sure. things, my body freaks out. So what is food sensitivity testing? It's exactly that, where we can determine how your immune system, how your body responds to certain foods. So allergies are typically life or death. It's like a a big deal. Sensitivities are in a lot of ways worse than allergies because they're, they're just building up over time. They're kind of like, you don't really know that they're, they're not working for you until it's too late because there's little symptoms that you could potentially tie to something else. Like, oh, I was so stressed and oh, my headaches must be from this new perfume that I'm wearing, or I think I'm so itchy because of this laundry detergent. But most people don't tie it to food. One, they don't want to. I think innately they know that it's probably food-related, but then they realize if it is, and then somebody confirms, that means they have to say goodbye, and they don't aren't ready to do that. But then sometimes we just get busy, and we just forget that the stuff we put in our bodies, there's going to be a reaction to it, just if our immune system is not well balanced, or if it's just something that has the way it's been grown, or that it's in the soil, or that it's been sprayed on it, or it hasn't been washed off, or you know who knows, or it's a hybrid of something that really doesn't belong together, and so your body is like, um, I'm smarter than that. That doesn't belong. We're not interested. Sensitivities, though, when they build up and they're not addressed by removing that particular food from the diet, you'll start to have symptoms of other conditions autoimmunity being one of the main ones. People who have autoimmune conditions, such a random thing because it just flares and you never know when it's coming, but it's typically triggered by foods. And it's such an easy thing, not the most enjoyable thing to fix, but it really is an easy thing to fix. So to know that and not guess or not continue to perpetuate something that's going to turn into something down the road really bad, you can intervene pretty quickly and pretty easily. I also wanted to mention, just for the benefit of the the listeners, how these different tests are administered. So, as I said, we did the neurotransmitter one mm-hmm. was a written test, but there's one that you can take, like to get the physiological test. Yeah. Like, how is that neurotransmitter test administered? There are labs, like blood work. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what about um, what was the other one? The genetic testing we did was a, a swab, swab mm-hmm. in your cheek. You rub this, yeah, which is kind of gross. Like I felt bad handing that to someone. I don't know why. I was like, <laughs> that's so nasty. Like rubbing a cotton swab in your cheek. Like here's some like mouth yep. goo. It's kind of okay. every day. <laughs> and then how is the food sensitivity testing? Also done? labs. Okay, blood work. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think like years ago I had, you know, a runny nose or something. So I went and had allergy tests and they would like, I think they pricked your skin, you know, yeah. and then they like rub pollen in there or some shit. I don't know. There's something that had to do with like they just prick your skin a bunch of times. And, that, and 
I proved to not have any allergies. Meanwhile, like I had a uh, runny nose for like five years. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was from eating gluten. Uh, I found out later. So food sensitivity, really good to know and an easy fix unless you're sensitive to like your favorite food. Like right. for me, I would die if I'm, I can't handle butter. That's going to be a sad day uh, to find that out. Then the next testing is um, telomere testing. Yeah. What's up with that? What are telomeres from, you know, just a basic point of view? So telomeres are the end caps of your DNA strands. So it's what holds the DNA strands together. And every time they replicate, the little piece of that end cap gets comes off with the next piece. So it's they just continue to get shortened over time. That causes the DNA to not be as tightly wound and kind of unravel a little bit. And so a lot of anti-aging research is being done on telomeres because if you can keep those end caps on and keep them long, then you're going to be able to continue to replicate your DNA, but really essentially not age. So um, it's good to know how long your telomeres are. So you can see maybe somebody is 50 years old in their biological age, but their body is, you know, not their telomeres are extra long. Like some of the genetic results will tell you if you're more likely or less likely to have longer telomeres. That's why some people are like, that's crazy you're 70 years old. How are you 70 years old? Has to do with their telomere length. Ah, interesting. It can, probably other things as well, but that's one of the things. So we can check the length, so the current length of the telomeres, and then also incorporate some supplementation to help at least stop the progression of the or the reduction of the telomere length. And then in some cases, and there's a lot of studies still being done, Lots yet to be released as far as published research, potentially grow them longer. Yeah, that's the, that's the anti-aging thing is yeah. they're always like someone comes out with a new product that claims that they lengthen your telomeres mm-hmm. and then everyone, there's like all these forums online and everyone says they're full of shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's like, yeah. war, there's like telomere wars in the health and anti-aging world, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I love the idea of being able to test and just see because how will you know if something's working or not if you're not testing the length? So that's yeah. the first this step one. We'll see how long they are. And then implement some supplementation or some of the different protocols and then test again and then I, see if it works or not. I think that's what really helps with compliance when you're getting into health stuff mm-hmm. is, yeah, you feel better and that's cool, but that could be psychosomatic. It could be emotional. Like You can't really pinpoint feeling better necessarily to changing diet or exercise or whatever. But when you get labs and then you're like, oh, shit, something's wrong. And yeah. then you set about to become your own doctor, right, <laughs> and fix that. And then you get labs done later on. And your labs are better. There's To me, there's a sense of accomplishment in that. And then I find this inner discipline to, like, keep going. And then maybe I don't stop at Shell gas station and get the Rolos. Because yeah. I'm like, fuck, my telomeres are kicking ass. I don't want to <laughs> mess it up, you know. <laughs> it's like, it really does, though. It helps because you're making progress. It's like if you if it, if it you feel like, you know, you're just on this hamster wheel and you're trying to be healthy and you're still always sick and you have no energy and nothing's helping and you tried all the vitamins and you've been to the health food store and bought everything and nothing's working. But when you're testing, like I got my labs done and, I think 2012 or something. Mm-hmm. And then I got them done in two, th- or maybe it was like 2011, then 2015. And the difference between those years, it's like I was reversing, I was aging backwards. Yeah. Like when I went to the second doctor and showed her my old labs versus the new one, she was like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm on reishi mushrooms and this and that. She's like, dude, you have the testosterone of like a 25 year old. This is psycho. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. 
And I sold her. Actually, I was like, I'm on the Bulletproof diet. And I gave her the graph. She's like, I'm getting all my patients on this. Like, this is the best thing ever. You're awesome. The, the contrast between your labs is insane. So I love the idea of being able to test and then test again to see if what you're doing is working. Yeah, it, even though you're spending money again on another test to, to see the results, it's still going to save you money in the long run because why would you continue to pay for a supplement that's not working for you? And the reality is, as much as I'd like to say we have it all figured out, we don't, which is why Next Health is designed intentionally to be very flexible and to move with science. You have to. But we don't have it all figured out. And what works for one person may not work for another. So we want to look at those labs. We want to watch with you. Even in the, the weight loss people, they come in twice a week for the, to stand on the, the scale that tells them the body composition. So I can see if their body fat percentage is going up, if they're, you know, that way we're not spent. I said six weeks on a weight loss program is too long of time to decide if it's working or not. Let's decide in two days. Dude, Come back I, again in two days. Let's look again. It's funny when I see stuff like that, like, you know, like I could go in and get the weight loss IV or whatever. I never think of that because I always have something else I'm working on. Mm -hmm. But I want to do that body mass thing because I don't use a scale. I like guess scale to me doesn't mean anything. Like, doesn't. I mean, you gain muscle, you gain weight. Like it's mm -hmm. just retarded. I've never believed in scales even though I don't even know that much about fitness. I just know inherently that's a bad way to tell it's if terrible. you're fat or not. It's a terrible way. But I have had like a spare bicycle tire slash muffin top for, I mean, I'm 46, probably since I was, I don't know, something changed in my hormones or something. I couldn't just eat ice cream and pizza all day. But probably when I was like <laughs> around 30, I was like, what's that thing? <laughs> like, huh? I always had just super flat stomach. I never had any body fat at all because I'm kind of an ectomorph, just tall, skinny guy. Mm -hmm. Also can't grow muscles either, you know, which is the side effect of that. Which but, we'll see in your genetic test results. Right, okay, there that you go. That will tell us a lot. But I, I swear, like, out of everything I've done, when I first got on Bulletproof Coffee and high fat, I lost, like, 15 pounds, so that helped. Mm -hmm. But now I actually exercise and I eat pretty well and I still have this, like, fat stomach and I don't care so much, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like I figured out... Honestly, like you don't get laid any more or less if you're in shape or not. To me, when you're a guy, like, mm. I don't know, if you have a little game, like you can get a date here and there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Most women aren't too hung up on having a six pack as guys think they are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's probably more so the other way around, I think male, female wise, but, mm -hmm. uh, but still I'm like, I'm so healthy. And now I'm like this health podcast guy and I'm all into it. I'm like, I think I'm supposed to be in better shape. So I'd be curious to do the body mass yeah, and, you know, and see what's going on. And yeah. it, it'll probably incentivize me if you're like, dude, your body, you know, your body fat composition is whack. Like you're actually skinny fat. That's what my brother says. Like, dude, you're skinny fat. Like you need to get in my gym. We'll be able to see how much. So there's your total weight number. And then the report prints out and tells you how much is extracellular water, intracellular water, body fat, and lean muscle mass. And so you can actually watch those numbers and it charts it every time you come in and you hop on the scale. It'll That's chart it so, so we dope. can see, you know, in what direction. But in addition to that, which I find very helpful too, is it shows you your visceral fat. So the fat that's in that most people can't even see that's kind of in and around hiding and tucked in between the organs, which is which is not good body fat. So we can actually watch that number drop too, which if you're you don't even care about the aesthetics you can make sure that you're actually maintaining internal health because we can see that visceral fat number go down as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a little pride, you know. <laughs> if you go on my Instagram, you're not going to see a lot of shirtless pictures, you know. I'm not like that proud of what I'm packing. But, 
it's also just a health thing too. Mm-hmm, you know, it's sure. like the visceral fat, like that whole thing is weird. You know, it's like there's fat that you don't know about mm-hmm. that's like actually crowding your organs and stuff. So that's that's interesting. And just like the other testing where you see the results, like my, you know, my brother Cody's always like, dude, you haven't been in in a while. What's up? I'm like, I know, I know. But if I know that I'm making progress right. and I can see like actual data on that, I swear to God, I'll be so much more motivated to go and work my ass off in the gym mm-hmm. versus just like I'll do like, I'll do those photos, you know, like mm-hmm. those, pro- what are they called? You know, where you like <laughs> do the before and after photos. Yes. And I've been doing those for about a year and I've worked out quite a lot and I mm-hmm. know what I'm doing is effective and it's very smart workouts, high intensity interval train, all this shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't look that different to me. You know what I mean? For how hard I've been working. But if I saw some results that were like scientific data that says, wow, your body mass percentage, fat, whatever thingy mm-hmm. went down this percent. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to night i won't blow it off as easy yeah i have some thoughts about that we'll have to talk about that later all right good because you know it's like i'm 46 i'm not i'm still young enough to not throw in the towel and just be like all right whatever i'm a mess i'm just gonna deal with it like i think i could actually be in better shape you know um okay in terms of the testing just for people because unfortunately like a lot of the stuff you can't get covered by your your typical health insurance Mm so what kind of just generally, you know, have to give me like a price breakdown and everything you guys do, but just generally speaking, what kind of number are you looking at if someone's like, oh, I want to get my genetic test or food sensitivity or neurotransmitter yeah, or something? of course. So the genetic test itself runs around 499 That includes, though, a program. So that, which is really important. It's a lot of data. And the problem a lot of times isn't that people aren't getting the information. It's they don't know what to do now. They're like, great, that's cool. Now I know I have the MTHFR gene and and well, now what do I do? So we developed an entire program that's proprietary to Next Health where we take people through five weeks of taking the data and actually incorporating it into their life. So it's little pieces, little by little. How do you make this part of your life so that it's easy to not only learn and interpret and and add in, but also so that it's valuable, becomes more valuable when you really understand why you're choosing the foods you're choosing. So 499 is not just for the test, but for the test and the the whole five-week program. Micronutrient testing, if you were to do the full scale of it, which is micronutrients, hormone panel, a basic CMPs, CBC. So a, a nice, pretty much all I really need to see, you know, our, our doctors need to look at to develop a, a very fine-tuned program. It's going to run about four to $500 just for the lab piece. And then there's consultation fees on top. But for the most part, that's not too much. And in some cases, if you have insurance, certain providers will actually work with us and we're able to help with the cost of the lab piece when there's insurance involved. That's cool. Yeah, that's actually mm-hmm. not that much. Mm-mm. I mean, having, you know, <laughs> having had times where my insurance lab, like when I was a uh, fashion stylist, you, you know, you got union insurance, right? But sometimes if you didn't have enough hours, like your insurance would lapse. And there were times where I went and got treatment because I, mm-hmm. when you have like really good insurance, like I'll go to the doctor every five minutes, you know, I get a hangnail. I'm like, oh, I'm going to a neurosurgeon, you know? <laughs> so I was going to the doctor a lot, just like hypochondriac style. And, and, um, and then there were a couple of visits I had where my insurance had lapsed and there was a break and it was mm-hmm. like, 
you know, I'd get a bill for $3,800. Or I remember they tried to peg me. That happened once during an MRI. And I, oh, wow. I think it was like $11,000 or something. I was like, uh, I could go buy a freaking Honda. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know? And then I worked with them. I got it worked out. But I think that it's actually more reasonable than people think. But you mm-hmm. also like want to be prepared. Like if you're going to go down this road and start doing the testing, there's right. also you're going to find things and you're going to want to exactly. fix. Then there's going to be supplementation. You're going to definitely like have to squirrel away a little cash mm-hmm. to go through it. But it's definitely cheaper than ending up in having dialysis, oh, chemotherapy, sure. surgeries. Like that's what I always tell people that say, oh, I can't afford like these tests and eating health food and herbs, like all that. I go, yeah, I mean, don't be stupid, you know, make a budget and do what you can mm-hmm. afford to do right now. But you're going to pay the farmer or you're going to pay the doctor. Totally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's and- like, you might as well find out what's going on. And at least if you can't afford every single supplement to fix every single thing that you find, at least you can like go for the the big ones, you know, if you're like magnesium or D3 deficient or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or you eat like the food sensitivity test. I mean, like, dude, how many people are just eating things their body is rejecting and they have no idea? So Constant. So it's manifesting in all of these other ailments that mm-hmm. now they're spending money on the really good health insurance and having to cover the copay and out-of-pocket stuff at the doctor. And the doctor's like, derp, I don't know. Take drugs. Here's some antibiotics. You know, mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you end up spending so much more money going the other route. And, and feeling awesome, people, to me, that's really what it's about. When, when you feel really good and you can just hop out of bed in the morning and go to work and be super effective... And be like the very best version of you all day long. You can't put a price tag on that. And people don't know that that's real. And that is very real. And I wish that more people could feel that. That's kind of part of my mission in life is to introduce people to this is what awesome feels like. And you can't, you you can't, when, once they get there, they never regret the amount of money they've spent on labs or supplements. They're like, man, this has changed everything for me. This has changed my relationships. It's changed my career. It's I'm a completely different person. I I think clearer. I see colors more vivid. It's just random stuff, but collectively, it's life changing, and everything is so much nicer. And you just I don't think there's a better investment, honestly. Yeah, it's true. I I think we all have to sort of re-examine what we place monetary value on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I work with some some male clients and some female clients, but coming from the fashion industry and knowing a lot of women and having worked with some of them that have no problem going to Barney's and spending $800 on a pair mm-hmm. of shoes. But if you're like, you know, then then they complain about getting headaches every day. And I'm like, you know, you could go see a functional medicine doctor and like get your labs done, figure out what's going on with your period and like you getting yeah. psycho and headaches and all this stuff. Like if you just bought one less pair of shoes every season, yeah. like you could be totally becoming your own doctor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, it's too expensive. I'm like, no, feeling like shit is expensive. Think so. of how much more money you can make if you're cognition is on point and your energy is on point and when you go in a business meeting to pitch a client you're in a really good mood and you're transmitting positive energy and joy and happiness it's like people want to work with you when you feel alive and look alive so you might be you know skimping out on spending 500 bucks for a test or some supplements or something like that and then you go meet a client and you're half brain dead with Mm -hmm. brain fog because you have a food sensitivity you don't know about right 
And then you don't get the client because you came off as brain dead and you could have, they've made you $40,000 that year yes. from an extra account. You know, I mean, you really have to look at things, I think, in a global way yeah. where it's like, you know, the overall picture of my life. I have seen that constantly with coaching executives and helping people come in who just thought they wanted to do cryo and all of a sudden they feel totally different. Now they have labs, they're supplementing and they're coming in. They're like, I've never been more effective at work. And now they just feel like a man because somewhere along the way they lost it. And it was because they wanted to have a beer. They were trading everything they were gifted to do for that one type of food, whatever it is. And it's like, once they realize that that's not a smart trade-off and they love it and their, their, their career path is totally different because they've made those changes. Yeah, it's creating the new baseline of awesome too. Mm -hmm. It makes it easier to avoid the things that diminish from that feeling and that ability. And also you're more willing to like invest time, energy and money into things that make you feel good. Mm -hmm. But if you don't experience it, then you don't think it's for you. Mm -hmm. Or that it's even real. Yes. Well, God damn it, girl. I think we, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I always have my little cheat sheet notes over here. And there's like, there's a couple other little things that I, you know, maybe talk about. But honestly, I think we really covered it. And this, Good. this might be one of my most epic, not just because it's, we're like two and a half hours in and it's a two parter, but we covered so many things that I've been wanting to talk about. And so many cool. things also that people email me about and Instagram comment me about. Talk about this, talk about that. Like this is stuff that people are really curious about now because yeah. I think the medical system is failing for a lot of us and people are realizing that they can actually become empowered mm -hmm. and take matters into their own hands and like take care of yourself. Don't depend on the system. Don't be... If, don't be on the teat of like the medical system totally. thinking they're going to save you. You can actually have a positive impact on yourself. And the good news is I think that you don't have to become an expert and geek out on this stuff like someone like me or someone like you that's really into the research and finding out every little thing. You don't need to know that shit. You just mm -hmm. go to someone like you that can give you the answers. I walked in your office. You're like, oh, neurotransmitters. Da, da, da. I go, Okay. <laughs> I don't need to know any of that stuff. You just hand me a list of shit that I can take that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't need to actually learn it all. So uh, you listener, if you're someone, you know, obviously you made it this far, you learned a lot from from uh, the interview here, but it's like, you don't actually have to learn everything. You just have to know someone that knows it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to comply and you have to trust them enough to listen and then see the results and keep compounding the the impact of your decisions and your behavior. Yeah. And just keep like stacking on that. So it's super fun to have you. I thank you so much. I'm glad. Yeah, of course. It's a great thing about being in LA. Like I meet fantastic people like you and we don't have to do Skype. Yeah. Like imagine if you were in like North Dakota or some shit right now and we're like talking on Skype, how lame that would be. <laughs> so it's like it's tough, man, as a podcaster. I'm sure. When I have to do Skype ones, it's just the rapport is different. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're like communicating through this fake machine. Yeah. So just super fun to hang out with you. Yeah, um, I want to ask you in closing, mm -hmm. so you've taught me tons. You've taught our listeners tons today. Who have been three teachers or teachings in your life that you might recommend uh, that we go check out? So let's see. Gosh, I read a lot. But I'd have to say the most important things to me, first of all, I love Brene Brown. So anything Brene Brown, she talks a lot about vulnerability and authenticity, and that definitely translates into how you treat your body and how you value yourself and 
what you think about yourself and and that translates into how much you're willing to invest in yourself. And I just think that it's going to be one of the main things that changes the world and just changes and everybody has a thing like if I could change this one thing it's going to be this or that. But vulnerability is very powerful and I think people are really hungry for it. So I love what she has to say about it and she does it in such an incredibly cool way because she it's very scientific for her but it's just it from a on a spiritual level it's just really fun to just hear somebody just be authentic like that so I value that very much and I learn a lot from her I love Bob Goff he talks about love he wrote a book called love does and it's love in its simplest form and I think that we overcomplicate way too many things so I just love his simplicity where it's like his quotes are like two words and you're like, damn, that's good. It's just two words and it's just, it reminds us how simple things should be, how we've just, we are on information overload and everything is so loud and everything is so noisy and the most important thing in life being love is, can be so condensed and so simplified. So you've got vulnerability and authenticity and then you've got love and then I think the next uh, most important teacher in life is is wisdom and gaining wisdom. And for me, that was through, I love the message version of the Bible. That's my favorite version. I think it's it's just translated in a way that you read it and you're just like, man, that is, um, especially like the Proverbs and the wisdom there is just so rich and so deep. And that translation just really speaks to my heart. So between authenticity and love and wisdom, I think those are the best teachers. Damn, that's awesome. Really great answers. Thanks. That's funny. I was expecting you to go like, oh, this one expert on neurotransmitters. <laughs> it's like, you're like, no, dude. I do love medicine, but that's, you know, just like a, a piece of, you know, what but, is life. I, but I'm, I mean, for me, like the inside is what really counts. Oh, for you know? sure. I mean, you want your biology working right. You want mm-hmm. your meat suit to be working right. But at yeah. the same time, getting too caught up in it and like mm-hmm. identifying me as a body is mm-hmm. also missing the mark. It's like, you just want to keep the machine tuned up. So you can express your authentic self and you can express unconditional love Mm -hmm. and the wisdom of biblical principles and these kind of things that you Mm -hmm. can put in your life. It's hard to do when you have Lyme disease. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hard to do when you're an alcoholic, hard to do when you have, you know, cancer and you're in chemo or whatever it is. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you got to take care of that shit. But that's just to tune up the vehicle, to me at least, in my estimation, so that you can explore the world spiritually and have a nicely running vehicle to take you around on this weird planet. Totally. So thank you for those. And the um, the biblical, what's the Bible one called? The message. That's cool. I haven't heard of that. And I am I have never been like associated with any religion, wasn't mm-hmm. raised which is in any religion, which is amazing because I'm so open to everything. Mm-hmm. I don't have any preconceived ideas. Yeah. Um, but one writer that I love that I've read a lot of for a long time is Emmett Fox, who was mm-hmm. like a scientific Christian. And he wrote about um, the one book in particular, Sermon on the Mount, which was recommended to me by a number of people. And I started reading that, and I didn't even know that it was like biblical, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't even know that Sermon on the Mount was from the Bible, because I never read the Bible. Yeah. I've never been to church. But I started reading that, and, and then when I started reading it, it was like, well, the Christ you know, consciousness and this and that. And I was like, well, I got a little off put. Mm-hmm. And I just said, open your mind, open your mind. It's not like yeah. fire and brimstone, but it was so cool because what he does is he takes the principle, the, the truths or the wisdom of the Bible or mm-hmm. things that Jesus, this dude said, yeah. and puts them in very relatable and applicable terms. Like, here's how you live your life. And this is what 
the guy really said, not what religion said that he said, right? So, yes, and that is the difference. Which is cool. And then mm-hmm. I, it opened up this whole thing. I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Oh, my God. It's yeah. all about like unconditional love and like not living according to your intellect and like all this stuff. It's like he was like a precursor to Eckhart Tolle. You know what I'm saying? I was yes. like, oh, this Jesus stuff is amazing. You know, I had no idea. It is the ultimate love story. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, so it's sacrificial and and it, it's just really beautiful all the way around. So cool. Well, thanks for bringing that in. That's uh, wonderful recommendations. And you listeners know we will, of course, put those recommendations and every single thing we talked about today, come hell or high water, into the show notes. But in order to get the show notes, you have to go to lukestory.com and sign up for my newsletter. You guys know how that works. And then I'm going to send you all of the links that we talked about. And speaking of links, Wendy, tell mm-hmm. us where we can find you and your work. So you can find more about me and the projects that I'm working on at wendymichelle.com. So that's pretty easy. With um, an I. Wendy, Wendy with, with an, an I. I. wendymichelle.com. Damn, I can't believe you got that URL. That's like a sweet sounding name. Yeah. That'd got be it. a hard URL. To, when did you get it? Uh, a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. Damn, when you, my book was published, it, I was like, I need to snatch that guy. Dude, so. you scored. Yeah, wow. Good yeah. job. Okay. And then uh, Next Health is next-health.com. So next-health.com is where you'll find more information on Next Health and the wellness center that that I'm um, at pretty much every single day. So come in and say hi if you're in the Los Angeles area. Otherwise, check us out online and we can do a lot of things even, you know, from a distance. So if you're not in Los Angeles, you're not you're not out. Cool. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, for those of you that are in Hollywood, mm-hmm. it's on Crescent Heights and Sunset uh, next to Trader Joe's where the CB2 and the um, the Sunset 5 Theater is, which happens to be right across the street from where I do Kundalini Yoga at Nine Treasures Yoga. So that little corner now is so awesome for yeah. me. It's, I'm so stoked you guys moved there. Of course. So I can go do Kundalini Yoga, then do a cryo, get an IV. I mean, it's like, it's amazing one-stop shop. And I can go to CB2 and get some office furniture and shit, which I've been doing a lot of. So awesome. You guys come hang out there. It's a great place. And uh, again, thank you so much, Wendy, for being Thanks on for the show. Me. I appreciate really it. Really rich episode. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You know what, dog? I'm proud of you. You made it through another episode of the Lifestylist Podcast. And if you did, that means that you've done some studying, you got yourself learned, you know some stuff now that you didn't know before, and I'll tell you what, so do I. And that's really why it's such a pleasure to continually get to sit down with these fantastic minds like Wendy and shoot the proverbial shit. If you enjoy joining me and my guest for these conversations, as I can only assume you do since you're here at the end of the episode, I want to invite you formally to join me this coming Tuesday for episode 62 with the late, great Psalm Isadora, where we talk about the powers of tantric sex. This is one, my friend, that you don't want to miss. And if you don't want to miss it, click subscribe on your device or whatever you're listening to this show on so that that episode is automatically downloaded to your device along with all the others that will come to follow. Don't forget to take Wendy up on her offer over at Next Health. You can go to next-health.com to check out all the services they offer or just roll up to Sunset and Crescent Heights. It's in the mall there where there's a movie theater, Trader Joe's, a Starbucks. You'll find it. It's right on the corner there. 
big old mall, walk in the next house, say, hey, where's Wendy? I heard her on Luke's show, the, the Lifestylist podcast. And they're going to hook you up with a week of cryotherapy for 79 bucks. It's usually 129 so it's a really good deal. And if you want to do the genetic fit test program, they'll give you that for 375 if you say you're a listener. It usually costs 500 bucks. You can do that one local or long distance. I did that test and I probably learned more about my own body than I did in five years of like self-experimentation and guesswork. Like I saved a lot of money on supplements that I didn't need from taking that test. It looks at over 70 genetic markers to determine the best diet, exercise program, and which supplements you should be on or the ones you should be skipping. It's pretty cool. So go see Wendy over at Next Health. It's pretty sweet of her to offer you guys that discount. So take advantage of it. It's pretty rad. Peace. Peace.